0: Jim Jordan has an epic confrontation with Tony Fauci, Dr. Tony Fauci, greatest doctor in the world. Another teen is killed in Chicago, but this time by a cop, which is amazing because it seems like they're all killing each other in Chicago. But not all things are as they seem or as what the media says it is. And Cardi B sounds like a conservative. A dumb conservative, but a conservative nonetheless. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass of Talking Politics. So, this was an epic, epic confrontation from between Jim Jordan and Dr. Tony Fauci about when this pandemic is going to end. I want to cover this one because it was great. And just seeing Dr. Fauci kind of, you know, shudder during this whole thing and not hear the questions that Jim Jordan was asking and all his garbage and Jim Jordan's complete uh, relevant questions and trying to trying to find out, okay, when is this crap going to end where we can actually go out and open our businesses and go to restaurants and see our family and things like this. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing. And it makes Dr. Fauci actually kind of look like a BS artist. He looks like a grifter right now. So let's let's start with the first segment of this.
1: The chair now recognizes Mr. Jordan for five minutes.
2: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Dr. Fauci, when is the time? When is the time? Well, in your written statement, you say, now is not the time to pull back on masking, physical distancing, and avoiding congregate settings. When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom back? Can you put your microphone, please? Sorry. When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high thing. What is low enough? Give me a number. What, I mean, uh, we, we, we had 15 days to slow the spread turned into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures, what has to happen before yeah. Americans get more freedoms? Back? My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated
1: as quickly as we possibly can, to get the level of infection in this country low that it is no longer a threat. That is when,
2: and I believe when that happens, you will see what determines when. I'm sorry. What? What measure? What, I mean, are we just going to continue this forever? Or when does? When does? No. When do we get to the point? What measure? What standard? What objective uh, outcome do we have to reach before before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back?
0: Woo-wee! Jordan was on fire yesterday uh, and he and this is a very valid question and don't kid yourself. Don't think that Fauci had his mic off because he forgot how to turn on his mic. The guy's been in front of Congress a billion times. But this is a good question. What Jordan is basically saying, give me some objective reason give us some objective number, something exact that tells us that we can actually start opening the economy and people can start going on with their lives. Because we have not gotten anything. The spread, we, we've heard about this spread. We, we are now at a level of infection and a, that is just not even pandemic size infection. It's like catching the flu. And it doesn't seem like we've got this, these vaccines out. People are getting vaccinated. And yet we're still, not, we're still hearing that, oh, we're probably not going to be able to go to school in, in fall. They're still saying we may not be able to go to school in fall. And we were only told it would take 15 days to actually stop the spread of this disease. And now 15 days, a year, people are losing their lives now. Because they are stuck inside all the time. People are losing their jobs, their livelihoods. Kids are not getting educated. And the idea here from Jordan is okay, when is this going to stop? Is there, there's got to be some objective metric that says we are now out of this pandemic and we can continue with our lives. But Fauci doesn't have an answer. That's the whole freaking problem. He's a doctor. By the way, a crappy doctor, I mean, he's been doing this since the 80s. He's been working with the government. The guy, I'm pretty sure that guy has never had any private practice. He'd be rich if he did. Well, he's rich now. And he doesn't seem to be helping anybody.
1: You know, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You
2: don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing,
1: Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. As a public health thing, but I disagree with you you on
2: that. You think the Constitution is suspended during a during a, a, a virus during a pandemic? It's certainly not. This will end for sure when we
1: get the level of infection very low. It is now at such a high level.
2: There's a threat again of major surges. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, over the last year, Americans' First Amendment rights have been completely attacked. Your right to go to church, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech have all been assaulted. I mean, for a year now, Americans haven't been able to go to church. Even today, when they go to church, they're limited in the size of, of, of worshipers who can meet. Your right to assemble? Oh my goodness. We had a curfew last fall in Ohio. You had to be in your home at 10. In Pennsylvania, you had to be in your home. Uh, When you're in your home, you had to wear a mask. In Vermont, when you're in your home, you didn't have to wear a mask, Dr. Fauci, because you weren't allowed to have people over to your house. Yeah, Yeah, Congressman Jordan. Your ability to petition your government for a year, for a year, American citizens haven't been able to come to their capital to petition their government to talk to their representatives and freedom of the press. These very pictures that Representative Scalise just showed you and talked about, Guess what? The press isn't allowed in those facilities. The press is not, the Biden administration will not let the press in there. And certainly, freedom of speech. I mean, freedom, the governor of our third largest state meets with, with physicians, and, that, and that's, that, that video is censored because they dare to agree, disagree with Dr. Fauci. So I just want to know when do Americans get their First Amendment liberties back?
0: I normally don't like playing clips that long. But that was such an epic rant. It was so epic. It was completely correct. It was completely right. I mean, the border crisis, they can't even deal with the border crisis because of COVID because Dr. Fauci sits there and talks about it. Dr. Fauci just this week sat back and said, well, we're probably not going to be able to get out anytime soon and we should probably be wearing masks in our homes and all this stuff. They've condemned Texas has dropped the mask mandate. Florida has dropped the mask mandate. Seven, I think it's something like 17 states are beginning to drop these mask mandates. And Dr. Fauci is sitting, saying we're all going to die. People are flipping out on the internet over people in some states deciding that, hey, I'm not going to wear a mask anymore. I get looks. People actually, I don't wear a mask when I'm outdoors. I, I'm, I've am been vaccinated, and that's another thing that's going to trip me out, but I've been vaccinated. I'm 70-some-odd 70, 70 percent right now because it's been two weeks since my vaccination. I'm 70% uh, immune to the disease. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm just going to go out. I'll wear a mask in a business if they because I have to, but I'm not going to sit and wear a mask inside my house. I'm not going to wear a mask with, with the people I live with. I'm not going to wear a mask with my family anymore. There's no need for it, but we keep being told we have to wear the masks. It's never going to end. When I get my second shot and I have to go, I'm going through crap with this first shot. When I get my second shot, what's going to happen then? Am I still going to have to wear a mask? Why, what, what is it? When are we going to be able to open up? When am I going to be able to go to a restaurant? Yes, he's right. Our our freedoms are being taken away from us. And it seems like people like Dr. Fauci keep pushing the fact that we don't get our freedoms and our freedoms are still going to be gone. And it's all based on him. And he, he is beginning to sound like propaganda. He, he He's just spreading propaganda to keep everything shut down. So we are not watching our government. We're not watching what's actually going on in the world. And to sit back and say he doesn't see it as, as freedoms being taken away, well, what exactly do you not see? Where, what, what, what exactly is he missing there? The freedoms are taken away. Whether that's his intention or not is not, is not relevant. It's, they are being taken away. And he needs to make he needs to sit back and objectively say, well, this is why and this is how long, and that's all Jim Jordan wants. You
1: know, I don't think anything was censured because they felt they couldn't disagree with me. I think you're pers- you're pers- making this
2: a personal thing, and it isn't. It's not a personal thing. No, you are.
1: That is exactly what you're
2: doing. No, your recommendations carry a lot of weight, Dr. Fauci. We just had the the chair of yeah. the Financial Services Committee said she loves you, and you're the greatest thing in the world. Will my recommendations yield? are consistent.
1: Will the gentleman
2: yield? No,
1: it's my... It's my no, can I answer the question, please?
0: This is what Fauci does, by the way. couple of things in this little, that little clip. This is what Fauci does. Whenever someone questions Fauci, whenever he gives him... Whenever a good question is out there and someone is saying, hey, I need this, I want to know this he begins to talk about how it's a personal thing. This isn't the first time he's done this. He's, he's done this several times. I saw him do it on Fox News once when Fox News was questioning what the hell he's talking about. When he's questioned about him lying. He's been wrong and he has lied for the last year about this whole pandemic. Over a year. And then the second he can't, doesn't have an answer. He says, well, I think this is a personal thing between me and him. No, it is a, per, it is not a personal thing. He, and Jordan's right. This is his, his story, his um opinions are what's causing us to not, not be allowed out of our houses, not being, being able to go to work, closing businesses down. I go to a mall, the mall's closed. There's, there's like, Five, there's like 20 stores open, 10 stores open because everybody else is shut down. The other thing I want to point out is you notice the Democrats, have you yielded your time? Where where in that clip does it sound like uh, Jim Jordan yielded his time? The Democrats don't like this line of questioning because it's a good line of questioning. And Dr. Fauci, they got to protect him. And that's what's happening there. And as we'll see, the Democrats definitely don't like hearing any of this stuff. Let's continue.
1: My recommendations are not a personal recommendation.
2: It's based on the CDC guidance, which is is. And I'm asking the question, what measures have to be attained before Americans get their First Amendment liberties back? I just told you that. I know you haven't given anything specific. You said we hope when this... Tell me specifically. Right now, now we have about
1: 60,000 infections a day, which is a very large risk for a surge. We're not talking about liberties. We're talking about a pandemic that has killed 560,000 Americans.
0: Here's the thing. The CDC has been wrong, too. The WHO has been wrong. Everybody in this whole thing is wrong. 60,000 infections a day sounds like a lot. It actually isn't a lot, if you think about it. And of those people, 560,000 dead. I love when they, they always bring this up. But the reality is we've got to question the death numbers, too. People in car accidents were being called uh, uh, COVID deaths. People who had heart attacks for being called COVID deaths so that 560 big thousand that that's a big number and they love to throw that number out there but all jordan is asking is okay well when does it end and i don't think this is a crazy question now most of the rest of this this and again he he says i answered that quote no you didn't he's asking you give me a number give me something specific is it 10,000 in fact this is never going to go away by the way There are always going to be COVID infections, just like there's still, to, to this day, there are still SARS infections. You are never going to get rid of the whole thing. It's never going to happen. COVID is going to be there forever. It's not going away. And we're going to have to learn to deal with it. But when is, and this is the question, when are we going to be able to say, okay, open up the economy? Okay, open up. Let people go to church. And Dr. Fauci doesn't ha- either. Doesn't have an answer, which I think is probably what it is. Or he doesn't know. Uh, or he just flat out doesn't want to answer it. Because maybe sixty thousand infections isn't a lot, and maybe that's not enough. I mean, we're three hundred and fifty million people. Yeah, I got news to you. There are going to be infections. And he won't answer the question. So Fauci and Jordan go back and forth. And finally, and I'm not going to go through all of it. So they go back and forth. And at the end, it's Clyburn, the head of the committee, actually sits back and says what answers what Fauci was asked. Listen.
1: The gentleman's time has expired. Um, I'll tell you one instance of when we can get our liberties back. It's when 90% of the members of the United States Congress get vaccinated. Well,
2: I want to know if that's what Dr. Fauci, is it 90%? That's what Dr. I'm... Fauci, is it 90%? That's what I'm, that, that's what I'd like to know. Give me some, give us some objective standards versus when certain things get reached, we might be able to get back to having our liberty. When, what are the numbers? Well, You're going to see a
1: gradual, uh, from the, right now, we're at an unacceptably high level. We're at, on a daily basis, it's unacceptably high, regardless of who you are. What you're going to see as more and more people get vaccinated and we get over 3 million people a day, you're going to see the level of infection come down and down, and
2: gradually there will be more flexibility for doing the things that you're talking Where about. Where does it get to? When it comes down, what number do we get our liberties back? Tell me the number.
0: Jim Jordan is right here. It's not Clyburn's decision. It's not Clyburn's deal to to sit there and give a number. Fauci will not give that number. And that is a, and, and even his answer, when he gets the answer again, Fauci is basically just kind of... Floating on a cloud with that answer, that is, not an, that is not what he wants to know. 90%. If he wants to say 90% have been vaccinated or, which by the way, is really high, is really high. And I don't think anyone's going to, I, I think, don't think anyone's waiting anymore now. But 90%, he can't even say it because he doesn't know. Or he doesn't want to get criticized for coming up with 90%. I'm not really sure where even Clyburn comes up with the 90% number. The CDC hasn't said 90%. And the reality is, we should have had been mostly vaccinated by now. That this pandemic, that Walter Reed, or not Walter Reed, excuse me, but the, uh, some doctors have already said that we are already at herd immunity. We can actually go out now. We have enough people that are vaccinated and enough people who have had it that we can actually go out and we should really be concentrating on the older folks. But they don't want to the economy open. They don't want people free. They want to keep people holed up in their houses and they want to close the businesses down. They That's what they're doing. And this is what Jim Jordan is trying to point out. And Fauci, who is a uh, who's been jerking off the Biden administration for the last four months is going along with it. It's crap. Clyburn again is trying to save Fauci. That's what he's doing. But the the big the big blow up was at the end when that awful awful human being, terrible human being, hateful, just I can't I can't even come up with the words with her Maxine Waters from Los Angeles, decides to just pretty much sum up how the Democrats think of Jordan's line of questioning.
1: Regular order.
2: No, just a moment. Mr. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, I don't want you to answer my question. The American people want Dr. Fauci to answer well, the question. What does it have expire, to be? Well,
0: you expire, sir. If you need to respect the chair and shut your mouth.
1: Don't worry about this. We, we, we're going to handle this. And I think Mr. Jordan knows me very well.
0: That woman is so awful, so awful. But that shows the frustrations with the Democrats. Don't ask valid questions. You're not allowed to ask valid questions, especially when it comes for what the Democrats want, which is the shutdown of this economy. Because if, they, if you open this economy up again, Democrats will start losing power. And that's all they want. So Jim Jordan, shut the F up. Stop asking questions. St- stop questioning Dr. Anthony Godsend Fauci. I, I I thought it was a fantastic, it's gone viral. The whole thing's gone viral. It, it's just really fantastic to see Jim Jordan have the balls to go out there and say, hey, this is the kind of fight the Republicans need. This is how we keep the country. People like Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Ron DeSantis, they go out there and they fight. And they say, no. We're not gonna do this. This is crap. So good for him. So there's an awful story in in Chicago that happened this week, or happened, uh, uh, I think it was this week. But it's apparently what happened was there was a kid named uh, Adam Toledo that was hanging out at 2:30 in the morning, and he and his 21 year old friend were shooting a gun in the middle of the night in a neighborhood in Chicago. The police were called, reported eventually that there were eight, there were actually eight shots fired. When the kid, when the police showed up, uh, the 21-year-old adult named Ruben Robin Roman actually was caught and put to the ground. But Adam, uh, Adam, Decided to just take off, and run. In his hand was a gun. The cop finally caught up with him. He was running against a fence, and Toledo decided to throw the gun into a, a, a through a fence, through an opening in a fence. The cop saw the gun. When the kid turned around. He didn't have a gun in his hand because he had thrown it. And the cop didn't know if he still had the gun and shot him. Now, of course, the media here, it's a tragedy. It's an absolute tragedy. But I, tr- I believe the tragedy is not because the kid was shot from a cop, but because we're not actually going to learn absolutely anything from this moral of this story. We're not going to learn anything. And the people of chicago the politicians they keep beating this stuff up that is it and they keep inflaming the tensions and making things far worse than they are and misdirecting the morals we could gain from this story so again the media has been egregious egregious about this they've just been absolute lying and making things up initial reports said that he was an unarmed black child well, he was armed and he wasn't black. The only picture for, uh, from the body cam footage shown by the media was Toledo holding up his hands right when he got shot. They didn't show, they didn't show the gun in his hand. They had stills of the gun in his, in his right hand. Because of the stills being used, the police released the entire body cam footage. It was decent footage. It wasn't great because the cop was running at the time. In it, you could see, though, that Toledo was actually holding the gun in his right hand. CBS News, in a contemptible manner, I mean just lying, actually edited the video so that Toledo's right hand never appeared in the video. So the gun was not obvious. It was not visible in the video. I mean, this is just, this is flat out lying. The media ignored a bunch of things, too. They ignored the fact that the boy had ties to the Latin Kings gang. He actually had names. He actually had street names. Now, I'm not completely sure if he belonged to the Latin Kings gang or not, but there there there, there are definite ties to the gang. He had two street names. Get this. This is the peaceful kid we're talking about. Little Homicide and Baby Diablo. Does that sound like a kid that's pretty much on the straight and narrow? They failed to mention that there was gun residue on his hands, the gun, and the gloves that were discovered in the area. They didn't find any fingerprints, but they did found they did find residue. And they failed to mention that there were eight shots fired and the cops were actually called by citizens there. The cops didn't just drive by and decide to shoot somebody. All this stuff is ignored. What the media is really ignoring is, and you, sh- you might be thinking this here, where the hell are the parents? What is a 13-year-old doing out at 3 a.m. with a 21-year-old and the, the guy he was with, this Ruben guy? He was a felon. He was actually arrested for a probation violation along with um, child endangerment. Why aren't these questions being asked? Why was this kid out at 3 a.m.? It seems to be a real issue here that this kid's life trajectory was kind of heading to this point with no parental supervision whatsoever. He had, he had no direction, he had no discipline, and nobody was teaching him the difference between right and wrong. It seems to be that the cops here had very little to do with this. That's the conversation we should be having. Apparently, this kid had not been home in two days. He was not at home for two days, and the parents never contacted uh, the police about it. Does that sound like there might be a problem outside of the cop shooting the kid? But no one's asking those questions. And that brings us to a bigger point. The gang violence in Chicago is among the worst in the country. And it all involves young people. And the people in Chicago are not being killed by the police. They're, being, they're killing each other. This tragedy could be an opportunity for the media to actually address the murder problem in cities like Chicago and Baltimore. Because the problem's base is parenting. These kids have no parents. These kids do not have a home life. The problem is they can't do this. They can't bring up the parenting. Because that goes against the narrative that BLM is pushing that until just recently. I mean, this was just recently on their website where they can BLM actually condemned the nuclear family. Because that's what so that's what Marxists do. They don't like the nuclear family. They want people away from the family. They don't want uh, people to be taught morality and personal responsibility. But this is the problem. The reason this is such a sad story is because it could have been avoidable. And it is a moral lesson. It's a parable. We could actually use this to fix the problems and learn from these problems. But no one wants to. They just want, it's a dead kid. It's because of the cops. Let's defund the cops. And now we're we're not even at defunding the cops anymore. Now it's, let's get rid of them. AOC released a, uh, uh, a tweet. The prosecutor did not make an error. He lied. He lied about the police killing a child. And what she's talking about is the prosecutor uh, saying that he, he had a gun or something like that. I, I don't know what it was, but the prosecutor said, oh no, I just made a mistake. Um, Ending this isn't just about consequences for who pulls the trigger. It's about admitting to and confronting the entire system that exists to protect, defend, and cover up state violence. What? See, this this is not the lesson we should be learning. They basically want to get rid of the police. This is not state violence. The kid was shooting a gun at three in the morning. Cardi B um, also reacted to the tweet. That video, and this is where the story gets interesting, that video of a 13 year old falling on his ass after getting shot by a cop is so sick, sad and disgusting. I'm so tired of police brutality and entitlement. We are so tired of it. When will it end? Like, this shit is becoming too much. It's truly traumatizing. Of course, you gotta remember, Cardi B is not exactly the intellectual of the music industry, if there is an intellectual in the music industry. She probably just saw what was posted online and didn't actually get into the details. But I'm pretty sure details don't get in Cardi B's way at all. I mean, she's just, again, she's not she's not exactly the sharpest tool in the drawer. But later in the day when all the calls for defunding the police came out um, she released this tweet, which I thought was very interesting here. On defunding the police, this is what she's talking about. That's bullshit to me. We need cops. And that's facts. We just need strict laws for cops. If you shot somebody just like civilians, you will go to jail that same day. Get charged. That's what she said, charged, not charged. Wait for bond and go to trial. That will make you think twice about shooting anyone. Of course, that's not really a popular stance. Not defunding the police or keeping the police is not exactly a, a popular stance on Twitter. So she must have gotten some crap for it because she actually deleted that tweet a little later. But this is significant that she said that. And I pointed this out in the previous podcast. Uh, people are reasonable. Mobs are not reasonable. And this is the thing. When a person actually thinks about some of the policies the left is actually pushing like you know letting criminals out of jail no cash bail giving puberty blockers to children changing pronouns because you don't feel like you're a man today spending tons of money and having to raise taxes pandemic lockdowns all of the stuff that the left is actually pushing when the reasonable person actually looks at this stuff they say uh no we can't do that's stupid why are we doing this we mentioned Charles Barkley last week. He had said that he just thinks the media is trying to make whites and blacks hate each other. And they are good whites and good blacks. But this is the thing. This is what's important. Every once in a while, you get a nugget like this, even from a moron like Cardi B, who sits there and says, you guys are idiots. We can't we can't defund the police. But of course, you can't say that on a a platform like Twitter because Twitter is a mob. And suddenly the mob mentality, defund the police, defund the police, comes to play and then she has to delete it. But this is a thing, is people see some of this stuff and they think about it and they say, this is stupid. We can't do that. That's what's important about that case. Okay, um, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my site at dumbassestalkinpolitics.com so you can actually take a look at the links. I also have some video you may want to uh, take a look at. Hope you enjoyed. Have a great weekend. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Asses Talking Politics.